0: that's the round and went viral right Ooh. from my driver's seat Just like what the industry was containing yeah. i'd rather make a difference instead of hating complaining so let me park the whip it don't matter rapper or model uh-uh. chick singer or comedian perfect let's park in politics Ooh. hey let's park in politics hey. welcome to the pullover let's park in politics hey. this the pullover let's park in politics hey. i say this the pullover let's park in politics <laughs> That's right. That's right. There we go. That's right. We are parking and politicking tonight, man. Well, sorry for being late right quick. You know what I'm saying? Usually I would have been on already, but this is the life of a truck driver. You know, we are driving. I was caught up in Cincinnati traffic. As you guys know that if you come through Ohio from Kentucky, that bridge for some odd reason, it has been shut down. Uh, to my understanding, I believe it was like an accident that pretty much took it over, or something like that. But, uh, but we are here, and that's what I do. I am here for you guys. Well, tonight's guest. Um, oh my God, um, I I met this young lady, and I I, I saw her story. In, uh in a in a, in a in a Facebook group and uh she's been trucking for uh for 20 years just about and uh, I I want to get her story out um a lot of truck drivers out here that's uh trucking right now you know they 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 need to know they they need to know her story um so let's go ahead and uh introduce. Uh, Mary to the show. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, sir.
0: All right. All right. Uh, Mary, how, how, how are you feeling today?
1: Hey, I'm alive. I'm on the other side of the dirt. That's all that matters.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. So uh, let's let's just jump right into it. Let's let's uh, Let's uh before we get into it, uh tell us a little bit about your background. What what was your what was your uh you know, where you came from, how you started trucking and all that good stuff.
1: Uh, I'm originally from Kentucky, a little town called West Center, but I moved up to Badoca when my mother passed away. And I started working at a company called North Star Steel, where I was a shipping coordinator. I started talking to drivers, decided I wanted to go get my CDL and then I started driving. 2007, I was um, called to go into the office and become a freight broker of military freight. 2010, I started my own company and it's been off and on driving for several people and basically I'm here and was getting ready to get into the field of starting my company back up again until I was caught with some news that I really wasn't wanting to hear but all right to roll with the punches
0: all right so you you, you started you started back uh two thousand and seven what was what was uh what what was your experience like coming in uh coming in at that time as a female driver?
1: Well, I started in 1995, and when 1995. I came in in 1995, I didn't see any women. No, I was like, there's no women. and I mean, I did not see any women. When I went to orientation class, because I started with Burlington Motor carries, when they had the day cabs and no jake brakes. Mm-hmm. So I got trained very well, very fast. And you just didn't see women. I, I didn't, but it was just like we, we weren't there. Mm-hmm. So... and then in 2007 I had a gentleman come to me and he was like, he was talking to me and we talked and talked and he was like, well I want you to meet a friend of mine because he's needing somebody to broke a freight and he don't have a truck driver and they keep having to give the loads back to the military and he said, and they're shunning on it so I went into the, I talked to the guy he hired me, I went into the office my first load went 700 miles and paid $10,800 it was from the Marines and they told me that they wanted me to eat so the next time they have something to move, they was going to call me. Okay. So I was there for a minute. I ended up, Fort Hood wouldn't do business with him because he'd messed up so many loads. So I called the logistics department over in Fort Hood. They was like, you know what? We're going to give you five loads. Gave me five loads and he messed them up. Mm. <laughs> and then they called me and the woman said, run. He said, cause he's going to have your name messed up with the military and you don't want that. So Mm. I pretty much left and went back out trucking. I started hauling flowers.
0: Okay. Okay. So I
1: pretty much hauled every trailer in the industry. I've drove tankers. I've done, when I had my company in 2010, I was doing flatbed over dimensional. I've done vans, reefers, curtain side. I've done that over at JV hunt. Um, the last thing that I had never really done was oil fields. So in 2018, I went out in the oil fields and pulled sandboxes. Because so I wanted to see what it was like and what the price of freight was. Because that's what I've been doing is gathering information all these years that I've been driving. Because in 2003, when I was with J.B. Hunt, I met an ice road trucker. And he wanted to buy me coffee. And, I, and he told me he drove across the ice. And that just tripped me out. I just couldn't really believe why anybody would want to do that. They but got he said, a TV series.
0: Yeah, they, they, yeah,
1: but when I told people back then, they didn't believe
0: it. <laughs> now, now they got the popular TV series, and everybody is so interested in that now. Uh, Amiri, right? Uh, uh, Amiri, you, you, you've been in this game uh, as as a female trucker for all these years. Um, majority of these years has not been great for you. Um yeah. is is let you know a lot of females that's interested in coming into trucking, they they only see the flip side of it. They they only see the you know the 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 great the the glitz the glamour of it you you are here today to to tell them that there's Th- th- would, would, would all that glitter ain't gold, am I right?
1: No, it's really not.
0: Let 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 them know let, let them know what's what 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 they are what what some of them uh are really in. I mean, are in for when they when they come into this game.
1: Well, I'll give you a prime example. Two thousand and seventeen. A friend wanted me to come driving for him for a flatbed. I told him I would because we were friends. We had met in 2010 doing FEMA out in Texas when a hurricane was coming in, and I basically got the call from my company to go out there, which I made $15,000 for just two days, and I never hauled a load anywhere. I was at the base station. So we met there. A couple of us, we've been friends for years. He wanted me to drive for and I'm like, okay. So he bought a truck from Ryder. Sent me over to pick it up. I took off, headed out to Texas. I get out to Texas. And he said, how's the truck driving? I said, well, it's wobbling in the front for some reason. I said, it's wobbling. And he said, well, we'll get it looked at when you get back. Well, if it had been my truck, because when I had my own company, I took my truck to the shop. It went every weekend to get checked out. So I'm coming back. I was over in Mississippi and um, it was nighttime and I heard a loud pop. I knew what it was because I've been driving for so long. It was the driver's side steer tire. I said, You better buckle down. And I knew I had to think fast and it wasn't no, and I had 48,000 pounds of lumber that I had tied down on that trailer. It went to the right to go down off into the trees i turned the root wheel to the left i went all the way across the meme i was on interstate 10 i went all the way over on the westbound side i seen the trucks coming down and it was dark i was like they're not going to see me it's going to be ugly so then i turned the wheel the other way and when i did it took me down to the through the medium and it had been raining so the mud stopped the truck tires. at that time my heart was hanting and I <laughs> so much adrenaline, the DOT officer jumped up on the passenger side. And he said, you know what? I said, yes, sir. He said, you're one hell of a driver. He said, the load didn't even shift. He said, don't worry about it. It's not going to go on your license. Do you know that I found out that he hadn't even put me on the insurance? I could have killed me and other people. It's no joke. These people will put you out here in some stuff that will kill you. And this truck came from Ryder. Brand new. Come to find out, Ryder was supposed to have changed the tires on the front of the truck and didn't do it.
0: So this first incident right here was, was was a botched truck and and you 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 by the grace of God the term Jesus takes the wheel really was really was uh on your side.
1: Right, because I was leaning over to the left with the right side of the truck up. That's how I had to drive that truck. Wow. You got to be out here and know how to drive. Because if you don't know how to handle that stuff, <laughs> you're going to kill yourself. Wow. 2018, Amazon mm-hmm. told him I had drove, I drove the night shift hauling Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I drove all night get in in the morning, so I'm like, you know what, instead of going to bed, I'm going to go ahead and do my laundry, clean up the house, because then I can text, go to bed and all that, and I'm off tomorrow, I ain't got nothing to do. He calls me, and like, I need you to take a load. I said, well, I can't. I said, I haven't been sleep. He said, oh, well, we ain't got nobody to do it. You got to take it. I get in the truck. I go up to Ohio, make my drop. I come back. Uh, I remember stopping at a truck stop. I got some coffee and I got some uh, orange juice. I put my seatbelt on, and I—I uh, uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't even explain. I wish I had a camera in the truck. I woke up. I was sitting on the passenger side in between the. Uh, passenger seat, and the gear shift. Legs stretched out, sitting there just like a kid. And I looked to the left. I said, oh, my God, you're not in the driver's seat. The truck's still moving. I was in eastern Kentucky on Interstate 75. I went off the top of a cliff. The truck flew over trees and landed in a cornfield. I remember hearing drivers at the top of the mountain calling to me and asking me, was I okay? When the police and the paramedics, well, the police and the tow people got there, they was like, we're trying to figure out how did you not slip? He said, it's just like you pulled into the cornfield and parked. So the insurance company said, you didn't have your seatbelt on. I said, let me tell you something, honey. <laughs> I said, that's the first thing that I pull, put on was when I got in the truck was the seatbelt. Right. I said, this is divine intervention. I said, because I have yet to figure out how I could have got out of the driver's seat and be sitting perfectly positioned over in between the gear shift and the seat. Oh. I saw myself go over those trees and land in that field. And my boss, he said, Are you okay? I said, No, my back is hurt. He left me at the pilot. I think it's the pilot you would call. It's the one just south of Lexington. I can't remember, or maybe north of Lexington, but it's my only pilot out there. He wouldn't answer no more of my phone calls. At the time I called my boyfriend, he came all the way up there to Lexington from where we lived in Tennessee to get me. It took him six hours.
0: Wait, the, the I had to
1: sit there in the pilot, wet.
0: Wait, the the mm-hmm. the guy that you was driving for your your boss literally left yeah. you at literally, uh, literally left you at the pilot after the accident.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Police was like, why is he not answering the phone? I said, I, I don't even know. So the tow truck driver said, well, look, we're, we closed. We're not 24 hours. We're going to find somewhere to take us. Is it a truck stop? He said, yeah, it's a pilot. I said, take me there. They took me to the pilot. They went up her and they said, can she please sit in here? This young lady just had a bad accident. And they said, yes, he said that she's waiting on somebody to come get her. He quit answering the phone. Uh, my boyfriend came to get me. Took him. I didn't get home till 11 at night. I was hurting so bad. But, oh, this is a ticker. He told me I was going to have to take a drug test. And I was like, I'm fine with that. He then never did answer the phone. When I called him the next day about the drug test, he was like, Oh, it's too late to take one. So what he done was he told workman's comp that I slunk the drug screen and I I refused to take it. But
0: you never took a, you, a, never took a drug test. test.
1: No, he never sent the chain of custody. Wow. I have a pinch nerve in my neck, I have a pinch nerve in my back, and I have a herniated disc in the middle of my back and i just had to fire my attorney for that case because basically they were railroaded.
0: So is so you you got a new attorney that's that's still that's no, still working the case? No. I ain't
1: getting an attorney cuz there that was Morgan and Morgan and i knew he was railroading me because when we had the uh the conference we had to have my thing is if a person keeps asking you the same question over your attorney is supposed to say i object your honor She's already asked that question. My attorney was having a full fledged conversation in the background. I could hear it. Wow. They were all in cahoots together. So I called him and I said, You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. So now he has a lien against me for a thousand and some dollars.
0: Wow. It's been a. It's,
1: 2006. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was
0: saying it's been a rough road. Continue.
1: Two thousand sixteen, let me back up. Went to drive for a guy in Memphis. I knew something wasn't right, I could feel it. I drove all the way down to Florida because I'm a drive. When I get on the road, I ride. I drove from Memphis all the way down to Florida, delivered the load, came turned around and came all the way back. I said, So when I get here I'm gonna take a nap. So I remember they kept saying, Oh, we need you to come to the yard and hand in the paperwork and I was like, something told me, start taking pictures. I started taking pictures of bills, fuel receipts, all that stuff. It's called CYA. I learned that the first thing when I came to trucking.
0: Always you cover your ass.
1: Himself. Yes, sir. I pulls in. And the one guy, he wasn't there. He showed up. I was so tired I had fell asleep in the driver's seat. And he said, you got your paperwork? I said, yeah. He, I said, look, I'm tired. I've got to lay down. And he said, just back up in the hole right there. And he said, and lay down. I said, all right. So oh, I'm laying down. Like I'm, I hadn't even been in there ten minutes. I hear a knock on the door, and I'm like, "Who in the world is knocking on my door?" So oh, I look, and he was like, "Look, I need you to get up. I got two loads I need you to take. They ain't going none but a hundred miles, and they paying twelve hundred dollars a piece. And I said, "I'm not going nowhere." He said, "What you mean you ain't going nowhere?" Yes, you are. I said, "Look, I'm tired." I said, I just drove all the way down the floor and all the way back. I need to take my 10 hour break. He said, No, you're taking these loads. Wow. So I was like, So I pulled up to the company they released to at the front door, and I'm mad. So I walk in there and I'm trying to tell him what was going on. Mm -hmm. I come back. He done parked his truck in the parking lot and took my truck, which had my charger, my bank card, and all my clothes, everything in it. He took my truck to go pick the loads up. Why would you do that? So I called his boss and tell him what was going on. He said, well, I'm coming over. And he said, you can get in one other truck that may be a charge in there. But it wasn't a charge in there. So then I um come on out. He shows up with the truck. And I said, look, I'm over it. I quit. I said, I'm getting my stuff out the truck. No, you ain't getting your stuff out the truck. You're going to wait until I get back. No, I'm not. So he was like 400 pounds, and I was like 150-something went. And I'm like, shoot, you think I can't run up this hill? So I ran up the hill. He had the door locked. I couldn't get in it. I said, unlock the door where I can get in. He said, no. So he standing stand there. And he said, move out the way. I said, no, nah, I'm not. So he kept put, pushing me with his belly. And I don't like that. I said, look, don't try to intimidate me. I said, because you're not. So he kept doing it, kept doing it. I said, if you do it again, I'm going to push you back. So he done it again, and I pushed him. Next thing I know, (laughs) I'm laying on the pavement, bleeding, and he's dancing around me, talking about that's what you get. And to this day, I have a neurological disconnect, and it's been confirmed by two doctors. They told me that I'll uh, have a concussion without losing consciousness. These... Have and that's another case that's supposed to be going in January up there in Knoxville because oh check this out the guy was friends with the Memphis Police Department the company seeing what happened on the camera because all the people in the office came outside like what's going on he took off before the police got there the fire department came and the guy, the head guy's fire department he wrapped my arm up he said look leave here and get somewhere safe if he could kind of tell it wasn't a good environment for me to be in so then his boss was like oh we're going to take you to a hotel and this that and the other so he takes me to his house trying to keep me from basically going to the hospital. but the people at the fire department said make sure you go to the hospital so when i got to the hotel they didn't get me to the hotel 11 at night this happened at five o'clock so when the people at the police officer came they took a police report but the guy that was his boss worked with friends with the people with the police department they told me he said look he said he didn't do it and if you come back down here again we're gonna lock you up (laughs) the guy, <laughs> this is how it's played out. This guy, they I, took all my money, left me in a hotel. I got kicked out the hotel on Thanksgiving Eve. I ended up walking across the street because it's on Lamar Avenue. The hotel was. I walked across the street. My stuff, they let me keep it in the breezeway. I called my dad crying on the phone, and my dad has cancer. He takes 12 different medications. I didn't want to call him. He gave me the money. I ended up finding some girl to room with who was FICO, and that wasn't a good idea. And I ended up going to another company as fast as I could when I didn't really need to be working anywhere. But yeah, that's what happened.
0: So this guy, this are these are these companies that you that you that you driving for, are they like owner ops? These are owner ops. They were owner
1: ops. Op- but the company they were leased to was a big company. And the thing was, the big company lied because, see, I could have sued them because it happened on their property. So when the police went up there and asked them, so that's what was said, for the video, oh, well, I looked at the video and we really couldn't tell what was going on or who's who. And I knew it was a lie. Because if they didn't, couldn't tell who was who, they would have never came out there and was like, why did he do that to her?
0: So
1: they stuck to their story.
0: How did you? How did? But guess you,
1: what? He wrote an affidavit of truth. I got right now where he said he did body slam me on the ground.
0: How did you? How did you actually find these guys? Like
1: I went through a temp service out of uh Memphis, and the woman had him listed down as one of the people.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I mean. Out of all this, out of all this time that that you've been trucking, I mean you, you've been getting it, man. And has there has there been any has there been any is there any success story out of this whole ordeal that you've been in? Have you I have, have a you received very any
1: good success story? I have a couple. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Okay. I remember They hired me in nineteen ninety six to drive for them, and I was hauling uh doubles for a company called TNT Dukes. It's an old company, and uh I was hauling for them, and I never forget, every weekend, they would want me to stay at their house <laughs> and go camping. Eat. Her husband bought this big old bass boat, took, the, took me out there fishing with them, treated me like family. And i never forget the day he was like, I'm going to take you somewhere today. I said, really? And he said, yep, me and Angie going to take you somewhere. I said, well, where are we going? And he took me to the dealership. And he said, I'm going to let you pick what you want to ride in this time. He said, do you want that black Peterbilt or do you want that red freightliner? I said, I'll take the black Peterbilt. And to this day, I'm still friends with them. They live in eastern Kentucky
0: so yeah, one of one of my
1: very good care of me i make good money
0: mocha mocha d m g one of my um she's my moderator she says uh what is what, she said what is this you're going through like slavery like that dude really, t- really came after you like that like yo you're gonna do this." Or else type deal.
1: Yeah, it, it just tripped me out. That's why I went and parked the truck and went in to talk to the company he leased to. And I went in and I told him, I said, look, I drove all the way down to Florida and back. I said, and I'm tired. I said, how does he think I'm fixing to go 100 miles? I said, I fell asleep even going around the building in the truck. And I said, I, I, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. He told the judge I lied and cussed him out. He didn't know I record every phone call. That's why I tell truck drivers, get record my call on your phone. And when the judge, we were in Walkman's comp court, the judge was like, well, I want to hear the tape. His attorney said, well, it's irrelevant. He said, no, because it's going to show his character. And I found out if he's lying or not. And he found out he was lying because he cussed me out. And he had told the judge, I cussed him out. So then what I found out was, is that the dates, all that got messed up and I was trying to do other things. So instead of the judge kicking it out, they told me that I could come back to Tennessee and refile it. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do is take that affidavit of truth to Tennessee and say, look, he admitted right here he body slammed me on the page.
0: That's what's up. Take, take, take that back to court and get some money out of that right there, man. That's what's up. Yeah,
1: I've got all this stuff, but, I mean, it's like it's very stressful right now. You know what I'm saying? I got all this going on. And then I just had an accident, twelve twenty nine. Calling U.S. mail, because the idiot that I was driving for, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is crazy. His truck was uh, shut down by the TA. Now, he told me he done fixed the truck. But it was crazy when we get the truck the is just <laughs> So, I ran into the side of a mountain that keeps from killing the guy. He was out there playing on the highway, kept slamming his brakes in front of me. And when we were coming down the interstate, I seen stopped traffic. So what I done was, is I got into the other lane to move from him so I'd be able to stop because I'm like him in front of me playing. I'm going to run in him and kill him. So when I moved to the right, he moved to the right. And at that point, I had a choice. You can either hit him and kill him, or you can run into the mountain. And I ran head on into the mountain.
0: The one one pitcher that, that you sent me. You actually sent me a couple of pictures. The one accident. Yeah. The one that you're talking about now. Is this the one with the white truck?
1: Yeah, I hit the mountain head on with my team driver in there. He went to the, the hospital and I played Superwoman. And the next day I was going to a friend of mine's house. And my legs started going numb where I could barely feel them. And I said, call the ambulance and have them there when I get there. I said, because I can't feel my legs. So by the time I got there, I couldn't feel anything, and they had to take me out the car. I stayed in the hospital for four days. The guy that I saved his life, he never stopped, didn't care, kept going.
0: So some, so, wow.
1: That's one thing I said I'd never do was take anybody's life if I had a choice.
0: Wow. Now, this other picture that you sent me, Uh,
1: That's when I went off the
0: mountain. uh, That's the one when you was in the Amazon, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, but let me tell you this. Two weeks after the accident, Amazon calls me looking for that trailer. He had took the trailer trying to get it fixed before Amazon could see it. Come to find out, he didn't even have any workman's comp insurance. Wow. And when you pull for Amazon, you have to have workman's comp, And he was in Florida. He's supposed to have it. It was a lot of covering up, money paid off, all that. And then when I tried to get a job, the one lady at one company out of in Alabama, she said, honey, I'm just going to tell you the truth. She said, he's telling people you want the drug screen. She said, we called him. She said, and if he keeps doing that, you're going to have to go and take the test and all that. These Go through that rehab stuff.
0: These guys that you're driving for, uh, that you had he to He had eight ac-
1: trucks at Amazon.
0: Wow. These guys that you're driving for or that you driven for that had the, that you had the accidents in, are they on your record? Your DOT? Oh, God, I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> on, on your DAC yeah. report?
1: all that's on there. Oh, uh, no, I ain't on that. It's on that TSP, though. That TSP is what'll get you yeah so that's why I always said if i was ever to be able to go back out there and do what it was i wanted to do it would have to be in my own stuff i, I refuse to get in anybody else's truck and i'm i'm not a i am i am not a that company i mean companies are good and all that, but i used to work for ups and i i can't do the robot thing i can't so these so these acid- and when i
0: was so wow. the, so these accidents are on your PSP, but not your DAC report. Have you had any yeah, issues? Yeah, i my PSP. Through, throughout, your, throughout your 20 years after these accidents, have have you gotten with any other companies afterwards? And
1: oh, no. Ain't nobody going to hire me. I can get a dump truck job. <laughs> I ain't going to get no road job. Wow. I ain't going to pull up a PSP and be like, girl, you done ran a whole lot of shit. <laughs> Wow,
0: I am so sorry.
1: And they're not even my fault. That's the crazy thing. I I don't I don't mind if it was my fault. But they're not my fault. The woman that she said, Well, we didn't nobody seen I know insurance companies, they ain't investigated all that. Well, you know, and nobody's seen anybody else and all this type of stuff and I'm like, Whatever.
0: Is there is there a way? Like you know, like on your like on your credit report, you can you can you know get it cleared up or challenge it. Is there a way that you can challenge uh, your PSP report? You know, to at least show that it wasn't oh, your I fault.
1: Way I can wipe all that stuff off of there. I just got to get my nerves and stuff together because with what I got going on now, it basically overrides all of that.
0: Yeah, I got to so- figure
1: out how get rent paid, life paid.
0: We see food we see we see My your struggle. clean up. We we see yeah. we see your struggle now. Uh, get get us caught up to what's going on because I like I said that's I've seen your story and it all started with you uh seeing blood in your urine. What happened? Well, I've
1: been feeling real dizzy. I couldn't figure out what, but I knew I was fast. I went on a 30-day fruit fast, and then I was going to go on a 40-day water fast. That was the plan. I was fine. I was doing the water, sea moss, gel, fine. Then I started feeling dizzy. I was like, dang, I said, why is it? I get up, and then it was like I take a couple of steps, and it was like I could feel myself like leaning, and I'm like, whoa, you need to lay down. So then, Monday, I go to use the bathroom, and I was like, "53, <laughs> and, and I haven't had a period since I was 36." I'm like, "What?" I said, "Is that blood?" In the toilet? I was like, "Okay." So I'm like, "Maybe I'm hallucinating." You know, you want to always think that maybe you're not seeing what you see. So then I go again and I was like oh my god it's not for me if it's coming out where I urinate so I'm like okay just calm down lay down so I laid down and I got back up and I went this time and the, to- the toilet was like somebody had been stabbed it was real dark red and I panicked so I was like, if I'm going to go to the hospital, I'm going to go to the best hospital. And I went to Emory. So I get down there and I told the woman, I said, look, I said, I got a problem. I said, something is wrong. I said, I don't feel good. I said, I feel real nauseated. I said, and for some reason, I said, I feel dizzy. It's like I take a couple of steps and I'm real, 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 real tired. And it's like, I'm going to pass out. she So I tell you what, go give us a urine sample. I said okay, so I go in there to give her a urine sample, and I come back because I knew what it was going to look like. And I come back, and she was like, "Oh my god!" She said, "Oh my god!" She said, "I," she said, "Yeah, something's wrong." I'm
0: I'm looking at I'm so, I'm, I'm looking at the 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 picture right now, and that's scary. That's that's scary not yeah. good. I mean that's that's yeah. that's that came out of you. That's not that's
1: yeah.
0: no, that's so
1: Wow the doctor come in and he told me he said you might have liver or kidney cancer Can't drive anymore. That's the soul right out of me. is all I've known all my life. The one thing my dad told me, he said, you must really like trucking. He said, it's the only thing I've seen you really do for a long time. And you've been doing it, he said, and I thought you wouldn't live this long. I said, I'm having a rough time. I've had a lot of stuff happen to me. A lot of stuff.
0: I am, um, I am speechless.
1: I just wanted to once have my own truck and not, you know, like, I don't, the reason I don't have my company anymore because the Volvo dealership in Atlanta sold me a wrecked truck on purpose. And I knew the truck was wrecked. And my one friend that drove me was like, Joyce, I don't think it's wrecked. I said, Ira, this truck's been wrecked. I said, I can feel it. The first load I done was a FEMA load. And the last load I done, I was up there doing Hurricane Sandy in New York. I was up there for three weeks and FEMA came over. I was the only woman that was up there with the truck. And they came over and they said, look, we want you to get set up with us. He said, in that way, you'll be making $1,400 a day if, this, if you were set up with us at that time. I was making 900 a day. And when I came back down and got over to Memphis, I was at the freight line of dealership in Tears. And the guy was like, look, he said, we're going to only outsource. it." he said, so I'm going to tell you to take it to. And I took it to a guy over in Memphis called Leland and Soul. And he said, it's going to take us two hours to look through it. And he said, what you think's wrong with it? I said, I think they sold me a wrecked truck. I had gave them $28,000 cash for that truck. Because <laughs> I know at one time, my dad was going to really need me. And I just wanted to make it. I named the company after him and everything. <laughs> and when he come back, he said, Miss Beasley, you're absolutely correct. He said, they sold you a wrecked truck. He said, it's a Frankenstein truck. They pieced it back together and sold it to you. He said, come here, I'm going to show you. He showed me where it had like a two-inch bend in the sidewall and been flipped. I never had a chance. I just never had a chance.
0: Wow. I um am... I am terribly, terribly sorry um, to, to hear this happening to, to what I, to what I has to, from what I have heard is a very strong independent woman. And it's unfortunate that you like getting hit with literal bad luck throughout your trucking journey. Um results that you you still waiting on the results for the uh for for the um
1: yeah because i'm so scared because the other day i had all these squats coming out it was just like it looked like it might be part of my bladder and kidneys i don't know i just i just hate going in the bathroom i hate looking in the toilet i just hate all of it
0: now you all of Now you came you you came and gave a uh, a good advice and I you know I I'm I, I have a bad habit of doing that myself uh of holding my urine. Don't
1: hold your urine. Yeah, Don't I, do it. I'm telling you I was doing that all my career. Trying to hang out there with the big boys but didn't know they had bottles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, that's that's uh that's some good advice. I gotta right last
1: now. some time to keep from crying, but I'm telling you, this is the result. If you keep holding your urine, you can't. You got. I don't care if you got to get a bucket, anything, a cup, whatever. Don't do it. Just don't do it, and don't be just drinking water. Get some coconut water. You need to keep your system hydrated. Because even though you're drinking water, if it's not a hydrating water, and that's where people don't understand. Because, see, I have my own herbal company. So no matter what's going on with me, I'm going to fight it with herbal medicine. Because that's all I believe in. And I already know that. Because I have an herb in my house right now that's called Siberian Chaga. And I found that two years ago. It healed cancer because my neighbor had it and I was giving it to her. And she came. I came off the road and I asked her how she was doing. And she said, you know what? My doctor wanted me to find out what you was giving me. I said, You don't remember? She said, No, nah. I said, What did he say? He said whatever you was giving me was the cancer cell count was going down. So I know I got it here. And I've got about seventeen, eighteen pounds of it. What? So I'm telling you, that holding your know, urine you can't do it. It's not even worth out huh. Amara. Really
0: what not. what, what what are you doing what what are you doing right now for uh your financial situation? Are you getting unemployed are, are you getting unemployment uh, uh are you getting grant government assistance what's what, what's going on with you right now as far as your finance go? Well, I've learned to
1: quit trusting everybody to smile. So I had this, I thought was a friend, ex-military, helped me set up my one of my companies. She also had helped me file for unemployment. So I made them, oh, excuse me, aware that I was in Georgia. And they was like, okay, well, what we'll do is let's we'll shut this account down and you can file in Georgia. I'm like, okay. She said, well, wait a minute.
0: Are you? Are hold on, hold on before you continue. Are you in Georgia now, or are you back in uh uh Memphis?
1: No, nah, I'm in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Okay,
0: okay, continue.
1: So uh, she said, "Well, wait a minute." She said, "You have a case in Georgia." I'm like, "No, I do not." She said, "Yes, you do." She said, "Aren't you Joyce Beasley?" I said, "No, I'm Joyce Beasley Ali." And she said, No, she said George Beasley's got a case. And I said, What? She said, matter of fact, you got a case in Georgia, Nevada, and California. I said, What?
0: What are these yeah. cases?
1: She opened three unemployment cases in three different states in my name.
0: Your wait, wait, I have
1: your been your, fri- wait, your, fr- your friend
0: wait, your friend. your friend. This, yep. this is your friend. And you know how
1: I know it was her? Yes. And you know how I know it with her? Because she's got PTSD.
0: Okay. And
1: so- I quit talking to her because she started acting crazy and scared me. And I'd be like, whoo, you know, I can't do all that. So I blocked her. So when she tried to call me, it was August 8th. And I guess she knew she was blocked. She opened up all those accounts on August 13th. And each one of those accounts, they told me that she has she has a person's name, email address, and address where the cards could go and she'd be able to have them send them to her. And the one here in Georgia, I have her information, and I did call her. Okay. Well, and she, then when I mentioned who, after who go ahead, go ahead, she, I'm
0: sorry. She opened, I'm still trying to figure out, how yes. the hell is it possible for you to open up multiple uh, multiple unemployment cases. In the
1: military, that's what she done with paperwork. Oh. She knows how to do all that.
0: Oh, okay. So this was on purpose. Was she trying to forge or something like that? Fine.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, she got me. And she went in Duns and Broad Street and changed my company information. So I had to call Duns and Brad Street and put a security code and all that on my stuff because she's the one to help me with the company. Well, that's how I knew it was her.
0: How so long- the first
1: thing I done was mm-hmm. called Georgia Bureau of Investigations. I'm not playing. You want to do that to me? I got you, boo-boo. Yep, that's what she done. So now it's been two months. I've been calling unemployment back-to-back every day. No phone call back. Uh, I finally called Captain. Captain Cutner with the GBI in tears. I told him, I said, my rent's $1,800 behind. My lights are going to be turned off. I ain't even checked on the water because I'm like, I don't even want to check on nothing else. It's is a lot. And he said, you know what? He said, I know somebody at the unemployment office. I'm going to give her your information and have her call. She called me, but the people that, I, she said, oh, you're going to have to do, a, I've already done a police report here in Blue Ridge. So she said, get the police report, write an affidavit of truth, your driver's license and your social security card. She said, and I'm going to go over here and get the address of the fax number where you need to send it to so they can get that stuff off. Because every time I go in there to try to set up and open up unemployment, it says enter your PIN. That's how I know it's in there. Because I'm like, I've never set a PIN and I've never been in here. So, yeah, that's what she did.
0: And, and y'all were supposed to be quote-unquote friends. How how long have you been knowing this young lady?
1: Yeah. Uh, I've been knowing her for over a year. And the funny part about it was, that's whose house I was on the way to when I ran in that mountain and told her to call an ambulance because I couldn't feel my legs.
0: Wow. That's. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the lady today Mind called me and she said, girl, she said, I'm not going to be able to get in contact with them people till the 15th. She said, I happened to talk to the security guard. She said, and I'm kind of pissed off. I said, what's going on? She said, because she tell, she said, I kept wondering why there wasn't no cars in the parking lot. She said, come to find out. Six floors are shut down because somebody in there had COVID. So she said, they ain't in there. She said, and they're not going to be back until the 15th. So by the time I get all that done. Try to get that started. It's going to be two weeks after then before I even get back. And then the insurance company been playing games back and forth with me about that accident. And when I snapped last week, and I don't really like to snap on people, but when I know that you're bullcrapping me and I know what I know and I know you're playing with me, I will lose it. And then she was like, yeah, we're supposed to be paying for your uh, medical. I haven't been to the doctor. So the woman going to tell me, we pay for your bill. I know what bills mean. That means stuff that you've already accumulated. She never told me at any time, we're going to pay for you going to the hospital, going to the doctor. Because if she have told me that, I'd have been done going to the doctor about what happened. But no, she just tells me this last week. So if I told him I would, I said, y'all going to make me rip you apart. So now she's like, yeah, we're supposed to be paying for your medicals and your temporary disability and your uh, total disability. You haven't
0: received none of that yet?
1: No, because I got to go get a doctor. She told me I got I to go back over and get information from the doctor that put me off from work. I got to go get information and try to find a doctor up here where I live. But then I got sick. And I wasn't able to even leave the house. My house looked like kids been in here playing around. And I'm not used to that because everybody tells me they think I got OCD when it comes to cleaning. I just don't like to be in the house. I It's just freaking
0: uh, Mocha, so, yeah. Mocha DMG says, uh, uh, she came back with a comment. She says, that's identity theft of uh, what, what your so-called friend was doing. Oh. Uh,
1: to get it for fraud. I talked to the GBI. They said that's 10, 10 years per case. So yeah, she needs to be locked up. Uh
0: Mocha also came I'm back. The issue. Also, Mocha also came back. She says you might also want to put a block on your credit as well. If you have any credit cards or anything like Girl,
1: that. Girl, my credit already bad. Ain't no need to put a block on I don't think anybody can make it any worse <laughs> with what it is. But I'm trying to get somebody to straighten it out now so I can try to Get a car, cause right now my car got reposed. My car, everything go. I'm barring somebody else's car. I want to get my car back so bad. I appreciate it, but I don't like people that are like, ooh, God!" It's like dealing with a 60 year old child. <laughs> child stuck in a 60 year old body. I'm telling you, it's weird.
0: Um, uh, Amara, uh, you you you've been through so so much. Um... I want to thank you for coming on to share, you know, share your story. Uh, Have you, have you considered, uh, have you considered, uh, well, I I will say outreach. Have you considered outreaching to people like, uh, like have you, have you considered a GoFundMe or something like that to, you know, to see if people find it in their heart to help you?
1: I don't know how to set none of that up. Not, you know, I'm, not, I'm not really a computer person. Like If it's something that somebody needs me to do on the computer and they sit down and show me how to do it or whatever, I can catch it. I'm you- mostly learned by showing instead of just like, okay, this is how you do this. This is how you do that.
0: Do you have any kids?
1: I have two girls. One of them I didn't raise and the other one is in love, and that's one of those
0: weird things. Ooh, but, <laughs> I
1: I got you. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> she ain't going nowhere, she's too busy trying to make sure he don't do nothing. That's what I know. I'm like, boy, you gonna learn, they're gonna do whatever they want to do, whether they're with you or without you. Wow.
0: Well, yeah. you, you definitely got, um, you, 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 you definitely got, uh, you know, support. You know my my prayers and my uh, you know the love. You know, hopefully everything works out for you. You know what I'm saying. You you have any idea when you'll find out uh, the the results? No, I, I have
1: no idea. I'm I probably gonna find out Monday. Cause I'm getting antsy and I want to know. Well. Wow. Because then I had to start doing what I know what to do. So I That medicine and I active effects. I'm already struggling with this antibiotic and I had to call a herbalist. I knew he said, look, this is an emergency. Take the antibiotic. <laughs> he says, herbs take a while to work. You just take the antibiotic and and get the infection, and then he start with the herbs. So I took his advice. And I know he knows what he's talking about because in 2000, they gave him a death sentence. And I met him last year at 7-9 to over a little five point. He healed himself because he met Dr. Sadie.
0: Is your father still alive?
1: Yeah, he called me about two weeks ago, and it was one of them heart-wrenching deals to where he's my stepfather. My dad... Didn't want to have nothing to do with me. I was two years old, and my mother set me in a tub of very hot water and scalded me to death, almost. Uh, My stepfather said that there was two things that he had promised himself in life. He said he would always protect children and uh, the elders. And he took me and all my other siblings. I wasn't his. He raised me, sent me to college, all that good stuff. And he called me two weeks ago, and he's real sick. I haven't seen him. When I did go to see him, he uh, couldn't see me because of the COVID stuff. And he told me, he said, I just want you to know you've been a joy to have around. Anytime I've been sick, I could always count on you because it real kids it never came. You know, anytime they told me it was sick, I'll never forget in 2009, the ice storm, I dropped everything and left. I stayed in the hospital for 30 days by his side. I never left. And he told me if anybody ever deserved to make it, it was you. And that's why I started my company was to basically make sure he'd be able to take care of himself. Uh... His medicines, he can't really afford them, so he kind of quit taking a lot of them. And he has cancer. And I don't think I'm going to be able to, the car I have won't make it there. So, I haven't seen my dad in a long time, and I really love him. I don't consider him my stepdad either. I really don't. And I told him I'll thank him for saving my life.
0: Amara, like I
1: said, I him. like I
0: said, keep keep your head up. Keep your head up. Um,
1: yeah. And oh, God, I ain't even called him. the problem I have because we already know I cried at their drop of a dime. And I don't want my dad to worry about me because that's why I think he's still living to tell you the truth. Because exactly. he told me I, you're always the one I worry about. You are not know, married by yourself. And I think he wants to just make sure I'm OK before he leaves there.
0: You get that. I already you, know it's
1: what
0: it is. You get that strength. Uh, Yadi says, Yachty says, stay strong, queen. I lost my mom and daughter the same year. He said, you can get through it with time and faith. You will overcome anything. Father D also says that uh, prayers out to you and your family. Amara, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on, uh sharing your story. Yes, um uh, you I mean, if you this is kinda crazy, but if you had to do it all over again, would, would, would you would have got in the trucking?
1: Oh God, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was
1: like a vacation and getting paid to go on a vacation. That's where I looked at it. And then the people I've met, I wouldn't trade it in for nothing in the world. I met some of the most beautiful people that I've ever met in my life out there on that road. Old oh, young. Because it didn't. I think it was seven, and we still friends. I remember I'm over in one truck stop. I think it was over in Baytown. He, uh, I'm in one truck stop. I think he was over at the Flying J, and we was talking back and forth. He said, come over here. We having a party. I said, really? He said, yeah, we barbecuing and everything. Well, you know, my first question going to be, where y'all washed the meat at? <laughs> and he going to tell me, oh, we just took it out the pack and put it on the grill. I said, y'all going to be sick as hell tomorrow. And they were. <laughs> I'm like, said i like, I right out of the pack. <laughs> I've met some amazing people that I have been friends with for a long time. And it's just like the connection and some of them we all get together on the weekend and just be us laughing and talking and talking about our ordeals that we've been through out there on the road. But yeah, I do the same thing over again. It's just something about that being out there on the road. I've been to some beautiful places have... that some people have never even seen, never even left their house.
0: Have some of your friends reached out to you uh, for help? You know, the, the the ones that you met over the over the course of, you know, your, your, your journey?
1: Uh, you know, some of these people. What <laughs> you mean over the course of your journey? They'll say one thing and do another. I had one friend was supposed to come over. I couldn't even get out of bed. I said, please come over and help me take my trash out. I said, I can't even get out of bed. Okay, I got you. Don't worry about it. It started getting dark. I called when he meant some phone. This was Tuesday. Guess when they called me? Today.
0: I guess it is coming. I told them,
1: please don't ever call my phone. Please don't ever call my phone again. Just I done. I guess please. it. is. I'm at this point now. I'm cutting off.
0: I guess it is. Um. I guess it is true what people say when you at your when you at your lowest point you really know who your friends are.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, just like I didn't even know that the light the light company here don't even take a, a, a credit card. I had one lady who was gonna pay my whole light bill and they was like, We don't take credit card. I just bust out in tears. I just couldn't believe it.
0: Well, I, um, what I'll do is, uh, if you have, if you have a cash app or something like that, uh, you know, maybe some of my subscribers or, or viewers that's, you know, that's, you know, that will watch this in the replay. Uh, maybe you guys can, uh, you know, help this young lady out with, with, with any, with anything that you can, um, do you do you have a do you have a do you have a cash app that you like to let people know that you that you got so that so you know if anybody yeah. that sees this on a replay or anybody in the uh in the uh in the uh, stream tonight that feels that they want to you know help out help out a little.
1: <laughs> yes, it's a dollar sign. Uh, capital B is in boy. E is in Edward. A, well, it's capital B. Everything else is lowercase. E is in Edward. A is in apple. S is in Sam. L is in love. E is in Edward. Hold, y hold, is in Yahoo. Hold on,
0: you 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 talking too fast. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> Go.
1: Sorry. <laughs> All right. Dollar sign. Capital B is in boy. Lowercase, E is in Edward, A is in Apple, S is in Sam, L is in Love, E is in Edward, Y is in Yahoo, capital A, lowercase L, and lowercase I.
0: Okay. Dollar sign... You actually you don't have to worry about the capital, you know, it's when they hit on it, they 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 hit on it. But B as in boy. They're e.
1: not gonna see they're not gonna see a picture of me
0: though. Oh, okay, so so I I will put the capital. So hold on right quick. So capital B. So capital B, uh-huh. E as in network, A as in, A as in Apple, S as in Sam, L as in Larry, E as in network, Y as in Yancey. Capital A, hold on, A as in Adam, L as in Larry, and I as in it.
1: Right, Beasley Ollie.
0: Okay, there you go. I just, uh, I just posted it into the uh, into the chat. So uh, if if anybody, and I would also post it. Uh, I will also post it as a link in the uh, in the uh, description after after end of this show. Tell them
1: I appreciate them listening to my story.
0: No doubt, no doubt. They can, they, I'm glad they, I
1: finally they, got to tell it.
0: They can They can hear you. I
1: really am. <laughs>
0: They can hear you.
1: But I, I, uh, I, I'm glad y'all got to hear my story. I really wanted to tell it one day. I, I always had that in my mind. I wanted people to know my story, what has happened to me since I've been in the industry.
0: Yes. Do you have before we get on up out of here? Do you have any do you have any tips or advice for young ladies um, that's thinking about coming into the industry? Truckers coach, what's going on, man?
1: Follow your first instinct. I've never had a weapon since I've ever been out there on the road. And I've always paid attention to my instinct. And I've had people follow I've had people literally follow me and if I could feel my whole instinct was like, you can't park here leave. And I would go. So follow your instinct.
0: I got you. I got you. Well, Amari, thank you. Um, Amara. Uh, thank you very much for coming on tonight. I really do appreciate it. Um, <laughs> uh, you definitely. Well, I
1: appreciate you having me.
0: Not a problem. Not a problem. You definitely take care of yourself. Um I
1: will. If you,
0: if you know you, you're welcome to come on the show or give me a call anytime you want. All right.
1: I am. I do have a good note though. So I'm gonna go out on. Go ahead. I took it upon myself today because at this present time, I'm in the process. I'm linked up with the government. I'm taking their classes for a federal contract and something this morning just told me because I wanted to get into import export and they will teach you that for free through the federal government I want people to know that there's information that I have that a lot of people will not share they will charge you five thousand dollars for this information it happens across my path I guess you would say when it needed to so I decided I was going to call an import-export company today to see if they would sit down and show me a little something while so I would be able to, you know, kind of breeze through this class and know a little bit of what I'm doing and what they're talking about. So I called two places. It didn't work. And it was just like something said, because this is where I listen to my instincts. I'm like spiritually guided, and I listen to what I'm being told. And it was like, take another call so I, I was like you know what I'm gonna call one more person so I called this one place and we got to talking and I told him I said well I got over 20 years experience in the transportation industry he said oh my god I've been looking for you I said huh <laughs> he said I've been looking for somebody that I can send pay for their books, and send them to uh take the test to be a customs broker. And he said, would you be willing to do that? And he said, and we team up. He said, because I'm an ex-vet. Uh, uh, He's in the military. So I told him, yes, he has all the other certifications, and I got the other part. That's so what's up. He, me and him are going to meet, and he said that uh, he would come up here to where I'm at in the blue ridge, so he's looking for a warehouse, and he said that uh, he was basically paying for my books and for me to take that uh, test in the customs broker. And he said that way. He said you set your own prices, and he said, and then you're the ones to check and see if you want to let stuff in here or not.
0: Well, but God, I, that's that's God working for you. God definitely works in mysterious ways. So that is definitely that is definitely god working for you well that's uh i again i appreciate you coming out and uh and uh telling your story and uh hopefully uh hopefully everything will work out uh blessings to you and uh to everybody that's Bye. that's around you and i will get back with you at a later date and we'll we'll do a follow up to see how everything's going with you
1: all right. Y'all stay safe out there on that road. Keep it in between the ditches.
0: All right. Now you take it easy.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: All right, y'all. All right, y'all. That's heart-wrenching. heart wrenching. Heart heart wrenching story from from a from a strong twenty year uh twenty year driver. You know, it's you know, it's it's not all that it's not all that pretty. You know what I'm saying? It's not all that pretty. And you know, you got drivers that like to come out and just, you know, just tell they the good, the good, the good, the glitz, the glamour. You know what I'm saying? But you know, here's you know, here's a young lady, you know, that been in the game 20 years strong, and you know, she been through so much so if you guys can help her out you know what i'm saying there's her there's her cash app right there if you guys can help her out you know show her some love that will be very appreciated so that's going to do it for this episode of lockout man podcast i really do appreciate you guys being here thank you i know i'm a little late y'all i know i'm a little late but i got a show to do and i still got to drive too. You know what I'm saying? I got two and a half hours to get to where I need to be. So that's what I do, y'all. I do this for you. So thank you very much. Make sure you guys push some pressure on that like button. If you like what I do over here, make sure you subscribe, comment, share, all that other stuff. I don't even need to go into that rhetoric, but just make sure you put some pressure on that like button. If you guys want to, uh, if if you guys, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I, I I I'm doing it. That's that's all I can say. That's all I can say. Until until next time, I do appreciate you guys being here. Thank you very much. You guys take it easy, and I'll come back at y'all with another show. So stay tuned until until Monday. Peace. Cause baby, once I'm gone, I ain't coming back. And you gon' have to settle with another man. And when you realize, don't be running back. Oh, ain't no sunshine when I'm gone. Oh, baby, ain't no sunshine, ain't no sunshine. Ain't no sunshine.